ever have a conversation with your girlfriend that was so good you wish it had been recorded? Think those conversations would be great to be able to share? Wondering if there's support or research for the recommendations your smart girlfriends give about mental, spiritual, and physical health? This podcast is born to answer those kinds of questions. Hello, I'm Sherry Coleman-Collins, registered dietitian nutritionist, and here with me in the studio is my girlfriend, Dee Wilson. We're excited to have you joining us for this edition of the Southern Fried Girlfriends podcast. Dee, how are you today? I'm doing great, Sherry. How are you? Oh, I'm just super. Um, the day we're recording this show is the day that Meghan Markle and Prince Harry got married. Oh my God! Oh, the African American princess. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And we were talking earlier, and this wedding was so different than I even expected. Oh God, I didn't get up to watch it, so oh. I'm looking forward to you watching the replay. I've heard great things, saw great uh, things coming across yes. social, social media. And so I'm excited. Yeah. And she was, of course, stunning. Well, she's beautiful. gorgeous. She is gorgeous. And so classic. The dress was perfect. Like I loved the whole shebang. It so. seemed like really simple. Yes. And I love those long cathedral oh, veils. I know, right? Oh, it was dreamy. So I was doing a little bit of like you know, vicariously living through the royals <laughs> this morning. So I'm feeling rather spectacular. Awesome. Sparkly awesome. something. Sparkly's good. <laughs> I love sparkly. Yes. But we're not going to stay sparkly because we're going to get into a really controversial topic today. Alrighty. <laughs> On today's show, we're going to tackle absolutely unequivocally one of the most controversial topics in nutrition. Everywhere you look in the nutrition and food world, you see this topic and somebody who's willing to sell you a kit, a plan, a pill, a drink, some vitamins, some vitamins to help you detox. But do we really need to detox? That's the question, right? And you know, I I am I consider myself an educated consumer, mm -hmm. and I know that that necessarily is not something that my body needs. I almost every time I see one on TV, I think I need that. <laughs> I really need that. They're convincing. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a ton of that out there. So if you do just like a quick Google search and you just search the term detox, you will get over 170 million hits. Oh, my God. I know. So it's a confusing topic for people. You know, I think that a lot of people are, um, they're not sure when they, when they see the ads on TV or they read things on the Internet or they hear things from their friends. It's very convincing to think, oh, gosh, we're being bombarded all the time with all kinds of toxins. We're eating and drinking and breathing all of these pollutants, and i got to get them out of my body, and how do I do that? Mm -hmm. And then you add on to that, you know, the fact that people suffer from various maladies, and, you know, some of that's normal and some of it's transient it comes and it goes and some of that's chronic disease manifesting itself and a whole lot of it is because people generally eat badly mm. and so our bodies suffer because our nutrition is inadequate or poor and so we have constipation or we have diarrhea or we have other issues you know, I'll direct Belly you to the, fat. the poop issue, right? <laughs> the poop the poop um, podcast show we did. So, yeah, I mean, I think people have all this stuff that they want to blame on something. Mm -hmm. And if you read and you kind of read into all this detox media that's out there, it's easy to believe that the reason I have these issues is because my body's holding on to toxins. And also that the... I can get rid of these toxins. I can fix these issues just by doing this. Right. All I have to do 
is drink this shake, you know, do some juicing for seven days and all of my issues are going to go away. I don't have to change the way I'm eating. That's the other thing. They like bombard you with this. Oh, you don't have to change anything else. You just do this for seven days or 30 (laughs) days or 90 days and you can go right back to what you were doing before and your body will be fine. You just do this detox every, you know, once a year for 90 days and you're good. Right. Right. So, you know, I think with all um, nutrition media or any health media or most things, right? If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is, you know? And I think the detox messages are that way. They fall into that really significant red flag area for me as a dietitian and as a critical consumer myself. You know, I see those things and I think, okay, wait, wait a minute. It That sounds too good to be true. And the reality is that it probably is. So, you know, let's start with like, what is a detox? Or what are we talking about when we talk about detoxing? Okay. So in my mind, and you tell me what you think, Dee, in my mind, a detox is when I either um, decrease the amount of food or beverages besides water that I'm drinking for a period of time, or I consume a specific product that or food that's meant to remove toxins, perceived toxins, or, um, or, or constituents of food or the environment from my body over a period of time. And a detox might be 24 hours, or it might be a week. And in some cases, as you mentioned, it's much longer. Mm-hmm. Does that fit into the what you think of yeah, a detox? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking that it is. Okay, okay. And I think that's what most people think of. But, um, but there's actually, you know, maybe even other types of detoxing. So we might talk a little bit about that um, as we go through the show. Does okay. that sound good? So the question is, you know, I think at base, is it necessary to detox? And as a dietitian and a, you know, a, a science-based person, right, my answer to that is no, not, not usually. Not for health and wellness reasons, because our bodies are actually built to do that for us. So in the absence of significant disease, and even when we are in disease states in general, there's no need for us to detox because our bodies are already doing that. Our GI system does that. Um, you know, that's what waste is. You know, when we think about, you know, the the having a regular bowel movement, part of that is removing toxins, removing, you know, the things we don't need or we don't want in our body. Our bodies naturally do that every day or every couple of days for most people. We have we have that ability to remove some of the things that our bodies don't need. So what about the idea that, okay, but I'm drinking or I'm juicing in order to give my body digestion system a rest Mm -hmm. so that it can, you know, not focus on digesting, you know, food or additional toxins and it can just focus on ridding my body of the toxins that have just built up over time. Yeah, I don't think there's any evidence that suggests that that's necessary. And and to the contrary, I would say that in order to keep your digestive system working properly, you need to be putting in enough quantity of food and enough fiber in order to keep things moving. You know, Mm -hmm. when you start to take away fiber and you take away 
bulking agents that are in our food, then you slow down digestion. And that's not ideal. You know, it's much better to have a regular transit from one end to the other that helps sweep away anything that's inside our bodies. You know, it helps keep things moving. When you start to decrease that, you can increase the chances of constipation, which is not good for anybody, right? Constipation is uncomfortable. It's not disease causing in general, but it's not comfortable. And it can, it can cause things like diverticulitis and, you know, some issues mm. with the bowel walls, you know, not being as strong or so. So really having enough fiber on the regular, excuse the pun, <laughs> <laughs> is essential to, to actually having that GI system working like it should to rid us of the things that we don't need. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, the other thing is our livers. Our livers are actually amazing filters that help remove toxins. And the same thing for our kidneys. You know, our kidneys are actually basically filter filters for our the liquid in our body, right? All the water and blood um, filters through the kidneys, and then we excrete that through, you know, urine. So our bodies, our liver and our kidneys work together to help, de you know, remove toxins, remove impurities, and get them out of our body. And that's a that's a very good thing. And, and those systems work really, really well. You know, they're sort of um, what do you call it in IT? Like when you've got two systems that are like backing each other Symbiotic up. Or, yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So you've got this, like this backup system, you know, mm -hmm. our bodies. And then on top of that, we have our lungs. <clears throat> our lungs actually help to um, excrete impurities too. You know, we breathe in oxygen, we breathe out CO2. You know, we our bodies are actually removing impurities as well. And then our skin through sweat and, you know, th our skin actually um, excretes things out of our body as well. So going back to the kidney and the liver mm -hmm. and this idea, again, of giving them a rest, yeah. is that valid in any way no it's really not so my There's... liver doesn't need like a vacation <laughs> it doesn't is this my liver i'm like pointing to a part uh, of my body yeah, that's, about, that's about the right place <laughs> our our kidneys and our livers you know as long as you have a healthy liver and you have a healthy kidneys you're they're working on you know they're meant to work your lifetime to do what they're supposed to do and now everybody probably experiences over an extended period of time wear and tear, right? Our kidneys experience some decrease in function as we get older and that's mm -hmm. normal. And everybody who lives long enough is going to experience some decrease and decline in kidneys. The great thing is you have two and you only <laughs> need one <laughs> and it doesn't even need to be a hundred percent for you to stay relatively healthy. So if you've got two functioning kidneys that you don't have any issue with, you've, you've got what you need and you don't need to give them a break. You know, so now no need to give them a break <clears throat> for that first two years of college, right? <laughs> Now, Good to know. I was about to say, <laughs> there are things that we do that tax our kidneys and our liver in a very negative way. And, and one of those is alcohol, you know, mm. and we're not going to go into like alcohol too much today, but I do think that there are things that we do to our bodies that can, that can impact our body's ability to do what it's meant to do. And that goes for our liver and kidneys and alcohol is one of the primary offenders of those two organs mm -hmm. so the salt is another one you know too high of a sodium diet really? yeah can really have a negative impact on our kidneys so all that to say you know managing our nutrition is essential to helping those organs stay healthy but we don't need to detox in order to do that we just need to focus on good nutrition healthy habits 
taking care of our bodies and having enough um, of the nutrients we need is important, but that doesn't necessarily require some special diet or supplements or, you know, any sort of special program. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm kind of hung up on this salt thing. I love salt. (laughs) I'm working on lowering my sodium intake, but I didn't realize that that could affect your kidneys. It can. It can. It can. Yeah. I mean, and especially for people who are salt sensitive, who've got Mm -hmm. blood pressure issues, you know, high blood pressure is one of those things that can be affected by salt. It isn't for everyone. You know, sodium doesn't affect everyone the same way. But if you're somebody who has um, a predisposition toward high blood pressure, then I would say you really need to think about sodium a little more because that may be part of what's influencing your blood pressure and high blood pressure can negatively impact your kidneys. So all of this stuff's connected, right? All right. this, your body is all connected. And so, you know, thinking about good nutrition on the whole is going to positively impact these organs that can help keep your body healthy by removing the toxins that you want to get out of your body. And I'm, you know, I'm using the word toxin because that's what we see in the literature, but really it's not like sodium's not a toxin. It's actually something our bodies need and it's good in our food and it tastes good and it, it, it serves a function and we need it for good health. But having too much of it can be can become uh, it can have a negative effect. And that is what I'm talking about when I think about a toxin. I'm not talking about poisons in our system. Right. right? All right. So. As I said, you know, as a dietitian, there's no there. I don't think there's any need in general for um, for a detox. And there, there is some literature out there that talks about this issue. And the British Dietetics Association actually published a review um, in 2016. And they looked at this issue and they looked to see what does the literature tell us? What do we know from research about detoxing? And what they found was that there really aren't very many and the ones that are out there are not very good there's not much research in humans on detox diet so they were looking at research that had been done on specific detox protocols or just in, in general? general okay any detox protocols so they were looking at any detox detox protocol are there any detox diets out there that have been proven to have benefit to human people you know human subjects human and, people human people <laughs> As opposed to alien people. <laughs> so what they found was that there, you know, that, that, that there's not good research out there in mm. humans. Um, and the research that's out there wasn't done very well. So, so even though there might be some people out there that say, oh, yeah, there's a study that shows this or that, the studies Because you rigorous. see that. It's sure. always like, oh, and this is the study that shows that this one is yeah. the, the best one for you to do right. and has all these absolutely verifiable, positive results. Yeah. And so much of that's not true. I mean, so much of that's a stretch. A, a, a lot of the um, advertisements you see out in the marketplace for supplements and things like that are based on animal studies. You know, they're based on or they're based on cell studies, which are interesting and informative, but they are not they are not necessarily applicable to humans. And you said self studies, cell studies, cell studies. Cell. Yeah. OK. Like, um, I was like, can you actually publish a study that you just you were the <laughs> only subject <laughs> n equals one and it's me <laughs> i have a lot of that <laughs> so the reality is that you know there is some research out there but the research out there is not very good and the the research is mostly in animal models and so in the study they essentially said you know what i've just said and that is that your body is is designed to rid your body of the things that it doesn't need in a very effective way but 
There is some research that shows that there are some pollutants or some um, some chemicals that are out there in the in in our uh, food and water and you know in the environment that can build up in our bodies. No question that that is true. There are those um, those things that can build up in our bodies, and the question is, are they a problem, and do we need to get rid of them, and is there a way to do it? Does that make sense? That makes sense. So what we know is that the, the, the tests that look for these constituents, PCPs is one that you might hear. Um, I can't remember what that stands for off the top of my head. I keep hearing like heavy metals. Heavy metals. Yeah. All of those kinds of things. I would say that in general, we don't have, we don't have this like huge problem with heavy metals getting into our bodies. I mean, you know, there was a time when. No one's eating lead paint. No, not usually. (laughs) I mean, there was a time when that was a problem, right? In the seventies and the sixties before we knew that lead paint was a problem, there was an issue with lead in our bodies. And there have been issues, right? With the Flint river where there've been issues with Mm -hmm. lead in the water. I mean, I'm not suggesting that there's no issue out there around heavy metals, but in general, that's not an issue for most people. So, um, but there, there, there are some, the other thing I was going to say is that these tests that we can do to look for these in people's bodies and in their urine and are very, very sensitive. So they can find tiny, tiny, the tiniest amounts of these in our bodies. And most people probably have some of this in their body. And the question is, is it a problem? And right now, there's not any good research that shows that small amounts of these components in our bodies are causing health problems. But large components would be a health problem. Maybe. 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 I mean, I don't think we have good research that shows the impact of those anyway. I don't think we have good research because I don't think it's happening at any large scale, you know, Mm. outside of situations like like the water contamination issues. I mean, those are definitely a problem. And we know that, for instance, high amounts of lead can lead to mental disruption, right? It can lead to mental disorders and um, and retardation. And those are I mean, obviously, that's a huge issue. Um, But in those quantities, a nutritional detox is not going to be effective in helping a person who's been exposed to those kinds of high amounts of heavy metals. So how do I know if I have any anything in my blood? Like, yeah. are they testing for that when I go to get no. my annual? No, no, they're not. And, and, and it's probably not necessary because okay. we're not seeing high rates of contamination like that in the general population in the United States. That's just not happening it's not happening. So there's no need to do those kinds of tests. I mean, you probably could find a lab that would do that kind of test if you really wanted to have it done. I mean, you can find a lab to do any kind That's of test. That's for sure. <laughs> I think the point is that, yes, we're being exposed for to 99, tiny 99. <laughs> Or 9,999. I mean, I, I think that there are we being exposed to things? Probably so. Isn't it an amount we need to be concerned about? Probably not. Gotcha. I mean, I think that's at the end of the day. And is eating certain foods going to reduce those those um, in our bodies, probably not, but maybe in small amounts. I think that's, I think that, you know, one of the things about nutrition is the answer is oftentimes it depends and maybe. (laughs) So many things. (laughs) It is. But I think the takeaway is that the research doesn't support the necessity of a detox diet for pretty much anybody. We just don't need it. So don't, don't pay the, 349. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
<laughs> like I seriously, I had to talk myself out of doing it. Like, D, this is not helpful. You don't have any of this stuff that they're talking about other than the belly fat. And the reality is <laughs> that that belly fat is not going to go away just because you drink a kale smoothie and nothing else yes. in the morning. Right. Good girl. Good job. But it still makes me sad because I'm like, but I could just, it could be gone in 30 days. They get me. Oh, my gosh. Uh, they're very convincing. Well, and I think that, you know, one of the things that might help people think about, okay, should I do this? Should I not do this? Is to think about the risk, right? Because there's not, it's, the reality is that there is some risk to doing detoxing. And there can, it can be a problem. So let's talk about why maybe we shouldn't do a detox. And then maybe I want, I want to share a little bit about maybe when a detox could be a good thing. Because I'm not okay. fully. De like anti-detox. So surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but here are the risks, right? I think one of the main risks is a nutritional deficiency. Even if it's short term, you know, for one day, it's not a big deal. But if we're thinking a week or longer, I, I knew someone once who did a, a, a juice fast, a juice detox fast for a month. That's a long time to have no fiber in your diet. That's a long time to go with minimal amount of protein. And did she feel bad? Yes, she did. You know, she felt really bad during that detox, but she was convinced that it was something she needed to do for her health. That's what I was about to say. But they tell you, you know, as you, you're feeling bad, you're going to, that's the toxins leaving your system. Yeah. The, the bad breath has nothing to do with the fact that you are not eating. Yeah. But it's because that's the toxins that are leaving your system. Yeah, and that's completely not true. You know, the reality is that our bodies need energy and fiber and nutrients. We need protein. We need good fats. And we're not going to get those if we're seriously restricting our intake. So nutri nutrient deficiencies definitely can happen. And in some cases, it can be dangerous. So somebody who's, for instance, got diabetes, who's not getting enough calories, not getting enough carbohydrates, not getting the nutrients they need, can crash and have major health implications. Mm. So I think, you know, to me, a, a short Short-term fast of some sort or a detox that's one day is probably not going to hurt anybody. And if people want to do that, that's fine. I don't think that that's going to cause a dangerous situation. But for some people, it can. And especially when we think about longer term, if you're thinking three days, five days, 30 days, that's too long to be doing something like that. The other thing is that, you know, there there is a real concern about supplements being contaminated with harmful ingredients, you know? I think, you know, one of the the one of the ironies of this whole situation is that these supplement companies promote their products to rid our bodies of toxins, and there's been a lot of research that shows that supplements because they're poorly regulated, mm -hmm. have been contaminated with all kinds of dangerous things including drugs and um toxins for, for, from uh, pesticides, and even things like grass clippings have been found in supplements. So I am... Well, there's your fiber right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's a great point. That's a great point. No, I mean, I think, I think that, you know, we need to remember that as we take supplements, those aren't very well regulated. One thing to look for on supplement labels is the USP mm. label, the United States Pharmacopeia, which is a voluntary program that um, supplement makers sign up for where they're um, independently evaluated. So if you're looking at buying supplements and taking supplements, look for the USP symbol. But most of these products for detoxing don't have that. So it's important to remember, especially if you're looking at something for getting the majority of your um, nutrition from a supplement, that's not considered food and it's not regulated the same way. So we have to be really mindful of that. 
The other thing that I think is a risk when we think about detoxing is the mental and emotional impact of that. I think that detoxing can really support and promote disordered eating, a disordered relationship with food. You know, food is meant to nourish our bodies. It's a good thing. We should be eating. We should be hungry. We should be feeding our bodies what it needs. And by seriously restricting that, especially in people who've got a history of of eating disorders or dysfunctional relationship with their body, I think detoxing can be very risky. And I, what I've seen with friends who have done detoxes is that after they have kind of I don't want to say a fear, mm-hmm. but they're they're so unsure about what they can eat or yeah. what they should eat. And I can see how that could develop into um, some disordered eating patterns. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, a lot of these companies who promote detoxes and people who promote detoxes also promote a fear of food. You know, your food is killing you. Your food is making you sick. Your food is, you it's know. It's toxic. Yeah. And, and strawberries that's... are going to get you. <laughs> Really? <laughs> <laughs> and and that's just not healthy, right? Yeah. And and our show is about mental, emotional, spiritual health as much as it is about physical health. And if we're if we're being real, when it comes to these detoxes and these companies, the message is not positive. The message is not empowering. The message is fear. And I don't want that for anybody. I think that that's a real that's a real negative thing. And you know, we don't I don't think we need to promote that for ourselves or anybody else. And the other thing is if you're a parent, your kids are watching you. Yeah. And they're and they're internalizing the messages that you're giving yourself as much as the things that you're telling them. Right. You know, it's 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 um, do as I say, not as I do. That's not what happens with kids. They do what you do. It doesn't matter what you say. If they see you restricting and they see you abusing your body and they see you, you know, rejecting your own need or desire for good food or for healthy food or even for treats, that's a, that's not a good thing. They're going to internalize that. And later on, that's going to come back in their mind. And just think that that's the way that it's supposed to be. Like yes. I remember being, you know, watching my mom who struggled with her weight um, for a number Number of years. Um, and she used to take, this is back in the eighties, like the, the Dexatrim or oh, appetite gosh. suppressants. Mm-hmm. So I get to be, you know, maybe about 15. I was underweight, like mm-hmm. <laughs> was mm-hmm. the height that I am now. And I weighed about 85, 90 pounds, wow. very, very thin, but I felt like I ate too much. Uh-huh. And so I started taking my mom's appetite suppressants oh. or why? For why? Yeah. And I mean, that happened for probably about a week because yeah. the caffeine made me jittery and I still was hungry. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were growing. And because you I was to growing and that's just how my metabolism worked mm-hmm. and still works. I'm always hungry. Yeah. But um, just I only did it because I was like, oh, well, this is this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what my mom right. does to control her eating. This is how I can control mine. Mm-hmm. So I'm very conscious of that with mm-hmm. my boys. Good. Good. And I and I think we all should be, you know, we all should be modeling a healthy relationship with food. And um, and by restricting, we're not doing that. So so those are for me, those are the primary reasons that I think that detoxing can be risky. And they're things I think people have to consider when they think about, is this something that I want to do? Is this something I'm going to do? I think that there are also some different kinds of detoxing that I think, you know, may be of some benefit. You know, I think there's definitely the nutrition in the food detox. But there's also another kind of detox that I actually think is beneficial, and that's a media detox. 
I mean, this is like totally. Anyone gets scared, like, oh God, I can't have my phone. What? (laughs) (laughs) Although I have kind of fasted from TV and from the phone at certain points in my life. So have I, and it's been a long time. So I think it's, I'm probably due (laughs) for a good detox. I mean, I think, you know, we, we live in a noisy world Mm -hmm. and um, the noisy world is telling us things all the time about ourselves and about our lives and creating a lot of dissatisfaction and a need to feel like we have to be connected all the time. And, you know, there's good, there's good sort of early research out there that shows that, you know, this, new generation the you know the millennials and even those after them are the most connected generation in the world but they're or in in history but they're also the most disconnected they they don't know how to have conversations they don't they don't connect with people in an intimate way everything is superficial everything is about the way that it looks it's all highlights you know they're not having those deeper relationships and conversations. And I think having um, that kind of detox in our life can be really powerful for our mental and emotional and spiritual health and even for our physical health. Because if we're constantly connected to a phone or to, you know, the computer or to some other form of media that's coming from the outside, we're not really paying attention to what's on the inside. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm pro media detoxes. And in fact, I need to do one. <laughs> I might need Not to today. do one too. I feel a lot of fear about that though, but <laughs> look at that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that tells you something, yeah. right? Why do I feel so like the need to be connected all the time? Absolutely. I'm with you. Like I carry my phone around with me everywhere and I need to do a better job of putting it down and leaving it. And my son's reminding me of that these days. <laughs> Oh my God. To the point where if I don't have my phone, I will pick up someone else's. I was in a coworker's office yesterday and my phone was in my office and I literally about three times picked up her phone like it was mine. And I was like, why, why do I keep doing this? Wow. Insane. Yeah. I think that, you know, but you know that now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what about going back to the nutrition detox? I teased and said, you know, there are some kind of detoxes I think are, are maybe a good thing. And what are the good certainly ones? the media detox, I think, is a good thing. And I do think that there are some times when a detox can be a good thing nutritionally. If you find that and you know that your diet is a mess and is full of, of, of things that are not helping you and you don't feel good emotionally or physically, if you're, if you're having issues with constipation and those kinds of things, then a detox from the perspective of a reset, I think can be a really good thing. What's the difference between a detox and a reset? I think a detox, when I think of detox, I think of restriction as we talked about. I think Mm. of a detox is let's take away a bunch of things in order to put in minimal amounts to allow our bodies, as you thought earlier, to rest. rest. Exactly. And that, and that I don't think so. So I think switching the term to away from detox, which is so negative to something more like a reset, I think a reset can be a really good thing. And that is let's focus on getting the most nutritious food I can into my body for a week or for a, a day. Cause I, I think there's a place for every kind of food. I, mm. I wouldn't want to live without chocolate. I wouldn't want to live without caffeine. And I love to have a good glass of wine <laughs> and I don't want to give any of that up. Not giving it up. <laughs> no, but I know that for me, like after I've had a time of, of extended indulgence, you know, like this is my, you know, this is a time of the year when I celebrate a lot cause it's my birthday month. So <laughs> <laughs> I celebrate a lot and I'm going to need a little bit of a break. And there are times in there where I'll go, okay, 
today I just need to eat green stuff as much as I can. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I've been eating too much cake. I haven't had enough fiber. I'm not feeling as great as I normally do. I'm not getting enough water. I've been mm-hmm. drinking too much coffee and alcohol. So I need to, so from that perspective, okay, I'm going to really be very intentional for the next 24 hours or the next week. And I'm going to focus on getting as much nutrition into my body as I can. To me, that's a really positive thing. It's not about abusing my body or taking something away. It's about putting something in. It's about really focusing on how can I maximize my nutrition for this period of time and avoid these other foods for a short period of time, just enough to let my body sort of catch up. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a little dehydrated and I need a little more water. I'm, I'm, I'm constipated. I need a little more fiber. I mean, re- really, I'm sleepy. I need to make sure I'm getting my eight hours. Amen. <laughs> right. I need to, I need to focus on those specific things so that I can feel back to myself, which Mm -hmm. is normally, I feel, I generally feel great and I, and I need to get back to that, you know? So to me, that's a, that's a very positive way to approach instead of a detox, maybe a reset. I think that that can also help people jumpstart weight loss. So people who've maybe had a little bit of a challenge with weight loss, maybe sometimes, or who've lost weight and then plateaued, sometimes it's because those old habits start to creep back in Mm -hmm. and maybe having a a time of very focused discipline can help get them back on track. And I think that's, those are really good things. Those are healthy reasons to focus on resetting our nutrition. Yeah. I kind of think of it as uh, back to basics. So I'm going to really focus on my water. I'm going to focus on getting my sleep. I'm going to focus on getting three to four servings of vegetables today and maybe a fruit (laughs) and maybe still have a little chocolate, but really focus on those three three things, getting my vegetables, getting my sleep and getting my water. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I, and that for me is pretty much the same thing. (laughs) I mean, it really is. It's the same thing. I just focus on the same things. And so, so I think, you know, we don't have to go away from this going, okay, there's no hope for me to reset. I think there absolutely is. And that's a very positive way to approach it. So in the show notes, I'll make sure that I include some links to what I think are some some good resources that can help us as we think about resetting and as we sort of move away from the idea of detoxing. Sound good? Sounds great. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for um, for being part of this conversation on Detoxing D. It was your idea. So I love the show and I hope that everyone who's listens also love the show. I hope so too. I mean, I sent you this idea, I think kind of late at night because yeah. I was like really wanting to buy this detox package. <laughs> like I was really wanting to buy it. And I was like, this is just not a good idea. I was got to talk about this. Yeah. Got to talk about why it's not necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for bringing it up. I I don't think you're the only one who wonders. So I think it's a great topic and I'm sure it's something we'll talk about again. And if you've got questions about this subject, I would encourage you to send us an email. You can email us at southernfriedgirlfriends at gmail.com and let us know what's on your mind or what you think about it or reach out to us on social media. We're happy to connect with you. Um, If you're not a member of our Facebook group, make sure you check that out. Find us on Facebook and and get involved there. I also want to give you guys an update about the show. We are going to be switching our format just a little bit, instead of doing a weekly show, we are going to switch to an every other week show. So the reason we're going to do that is because we want to be able to bring you a little bit of a longer format show, and we want to be able to get a little bit more um, prep time in for us so that we can bring you the very best content possible. 
That'll start next week. So next week, there won't be a new show. It'll be the week after that. So don't be surprised if you don't get a show next week. We're going to go to every other week, and the content's going to be even better, but all of the same things that you've continued to or learned to love about the show. Absolutely. Dee, do you have anything else to say about the change in format? No, I'm excited about um, kind of moving to a longer format. I think that we've touched on some shows that um, we could have gone a little bit deeper into. Yeah. And so I'm looking forward to having that deeper conversation. Awesome. Me too. And I hope that you guys will like that as well. So, um, all right. Well, I think those are all the major things we had for the show. Of course, before we finish, we have one question, the question we ask at the end of every show. Dee, what's the one thing you're going to do to be healthier today? So I have this thing about costume jewelry. I love things that are sparkly and pretty. And I recently acquired a lot of new <laughs> costume oh, jewelry. Fun. Yes. So I'm going to go home and organize it. <laughs> I'm excited. I have like these um, jewelry things in uh, my top two drawers. And so everything right now is kind of sitting on top of the dresser and it's not hanging pretty. Uh -huh. So I'm going to go do that. Oh, I love that. That is so fun. That is so fun. Well, for me, um, it is a Saturday, and so that means I have to go to the grocery store. <laughs> Not so much fun, but it has to be oh, done. I love the grocery store. Oh, I love it too. But I say that because most people don't. You and I, we're like, we're two peas in a pod, I tell oh, you I what. could walk up and down every aisle, <laughs> pick up stuff I've never seen before. Uh, I do that. I do that. <laughs> I'm always looking for new things and usually come back with one or two or ten things I didn't plan to, <laughs> I didn't plan to buy. But I always go with a list, so Today, I'm going to go with my list and um, and get our grocery shopping done. I've got a little bit of travel coming up, so I want to make sure that my husband and son have some good things to eat while I'm away. And um, yeah, so I'm going to be focusing on meal planning and grocery shopping, and that's my plan for the day to be healthier tomorrow. Sounds fun. <laughs> Well, thanks again, Dee, for all that you do to help make this show great. And thanks to all of our listeners. We appreciate you tuning in, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time on the Southern Fried Girlfriends podcast. Bye, you guys. Hey, girls, this is Sherry again. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to the show. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe and take a minute to write a review. It really helps other people find the show. And if you enjoy the content, share it with your favorite girlfriends. Dee and I want this to be an opportunity for you to be part of the conversation. So we're adding an Ask the Dietitian feature. To do that, we need your questions. Please send those to us at southernfriedgirlfriends at gmail.com. I can't wait to hear your questions and comments. Thanks again for being part of this journey with us.